Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's Friday, April 13th. 2018, and you're listening to Inquiring Minds. I'm Kishore Hari. Welcome to another installment of Up to Date, our weekly recap of science news. This week, we're going to try something a little bit different a mini interview. I'm very active on Twitter for all of its faults and problems. I deeply enjoy that small corner that is science Twitter. And one of the reasons I enjoy it are the bizarre hashtags that emerge. A couple years ago, we had Overly Honest Methods, a humorous peek into how science really gets done in the lab. But last year brought probably my favorite. It's called Does It Fart? A simple question about whether snakes fart turned into hundreds and hundreds of questions and answers across the animal kingdom. And two of the scientists involved in that hashtag have now turned all of that information into a book. Danny Rabiotti is a PhD student at the Zoological Society of London, and Nick Caruso is a postdoc at Virginia Tech in the Fish and Wildlife Department. Together, they teamed up with artist Ethan Kosek to release the new book, Does It Fart?, which takes you on a wild, weird journey through the animal kingdom, answering some of those basic questions on whether it does fart or not. So enjoy whether or not animals fart. Danny and Nick, welcome to Inquiring Minds. Hey. Thanks for having us. This might be the first science book that was born from a Twitter hashtag. Can you talk about the process of this book coming together? So actually, I think first that we should probably say this is definitely at least the second book to come out of a Twitter hashtag. The first one was Fieldwork Fail, which was published by Jim Jordan. And that is a fantastic book as well. But I think this is the first one that's had as wide an appeal or at least as wide a media coverage <laughs> um so i guess the the process for this was that one day uh, in jan the january before last uh, my brother turned to me and he said oh danny this snake's fart and you know i'm a zoologist so he kind of assumed i would know but i've never really studied snakes so i had no idea uh i was a major letdown to the family that day and um Luckily, I'm quite active on Twitter, so I knew exactly the person to ask, and that was David Steen, who is a snake expert. He answers any questions you might have about snakes. You can just tweet him. And I said, hey, David, do snakes fart? It turns out he gets this question quite a lot, and he very enthusiastically replied, sigh, yes. Um, and that was kind of where Nick came in and proposed, does it fart, the hashtag, and then in the true nature of science, of course, I said, we, we need to make this into a spreadsheet so that we can refer back to it if we ever get these questions in future. Uh, and it kind of went from there, really. Um, the media picked up on it. There was a bit of coverage. And then in the middle of all of that, our publishers wrote to us and was like, hey, guys, do you want to turn this into a book? 
And we were like, yes, of course, that's amazing. Uh, and it's kind of just gone from there, really. What I love is that in true scientist fashion, you have left the original Google Doc up, even though the book is out now. And you can see some of the submissions from from various scientists and uh, actually follow them on Twitter, if you like. And there's some incredible reactions there. And and we'll get to that in a, in a second. Uh, Nick, you had the difficult job of defining a fart, which is something that a six-year-old me could really identify with, but you had to do it in a different way. So how did you come up with a definition of a fart? Yeah, so um, since fart is a slang term for um, you know a flatus, which has a medical definition of of intestinal gas, gas produced by digestion that's then expelled from the anus. But fart, since it's a slang term, we, we kind of needed to modify it since, you know, some gas is, is swallowed, so it's not coming directly from digestion. And then also you have various animals that don't have the exact same digestive system as us. Uh, they may have a cloaca or some kind of anal duct that isn't quite the same uh, anatomy. So we needed to kind of expand our definition of what a fart is to be more encompassing of, of, of animals that aren't us. And so we had uh, decided on basically any gas uh, that is expelled from an end that is opposite of the mouth. That way we were able to uh, more loosely define what a fart is, but also, you know, have a, have a, be able to talk about a lot of different animals regardless of their anatomy. And I imagine studying farts is not easy because uh, the ability to sort of capture and record farts in real time uh, is challenging. How do scientists study these? And is this something that actually appears in the literature? So I think by far the most common way that, that scientists had recorded these was just from spending a lot of time around these animals and either hearing, seeing or smelling them fart. Um, seeing doesn't tend to happen that often, but it definitely does when animals are in water. And there is a lot of video evidence out there, a surprising amount. I think mine and Nick's uh, YouTube and Google searches are ruined forever after writing this book. Do you want to search farts? No, I I've written the book. No, I don't need to look at videos of farts anymore. Um, and I think the other, but there's also a lot of other ways that people designed, uh, devised to capture farts especially for animals they were trying to make fart less uh so there was like a fart backpack that they made that they put on a cow and captured all his farts and then it became like a big balloon and then there was also like this special way that they captured dog farts because they wanted dogs to fart less and then there was this poor person who had to smell the farts and rate them on how smelly they were that sounds terrible that job sounds just awful um Let's talk about a few uh, different animals and, and their farting. So I want to start with a kangaroo. Does it fart? Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, so there was a myth for a long time that kangaroos don't fart, or at least they fart a lot less than most other animals. But then someone actually measured the amount of gas that they produce. And although it is less than cows, that's mostly just to do with the way that they digest their food, um, which is more similar to a horse. And actually compared to a horse for the size of the animal, it's about equivalent. So, so that they thought that they could put cow, um, no, they could put kangaroo um, gut flora into a cow. And then suddenly, you know, because cows produce so much methane, 
uh, and that's a contributor to climate change. They thought kangaroos could be the answer to climate change, but sadly, this wasn't the case. Okay, that one kind of makes sense to me. Uh, spiders. Do spiders fart? We, we don't know, um, possibly. Uh, we definitely need more research on that subject. Do we need more research on that t- subject? <laughs> yes, I think that is a legitimate research how, objective. I mean, with so many with so many species of spiders out there, how do we not know if they fart or not? And they, I mean, spiders certainly do have an an orifice that we'd associate with being something akin to a anus. Yeah, I think people just haven't looked closely enough, or or. Um, and especially if their their farts aren't audible, then they haven't listened closely enough. Um, and I guess it's unless it happens and it's obvious, uh, I don't think people tend to take notice of it. And so it's just one of those things that maybe somewhere out there knows, but um, as of now, we don't know. Okay, how about how about slots? Because I expect slots to fart because they're a mammal. So this was actually quite a fun entry to put together, although a lengthy one. It was actually the last entry that I filled in because it took me so long to find out the answer to this question. Um, So sloths uh, produce a lot of methane. So I found this scientific paper. It said sloths, they produce like way more methane, as you guys would call it, uh, uh, than other animals. Um, They put it in a gas chamber. They found all this out. But it didn't say what end the gas was coming out of. So I couldn't say whether it was a fart or not. So I wrote to the author of the paper. I wrote to the, I work at London Zoo. So I wrote to the keepers at London Zoo who look after the sloth. And I wrote to a sloth sanctuary as well. But in the meantime, I kind of put the word out uh, on Twitter. And someone was like, hey, at Glasgow University, they've invented this camera that films methane. Maybe we could put a sloth in the, the methane camera. And then we could see what end the methane was coming out of. But sadly, before we actually got to conduct that experiment, the author of the paper and the sloth sanctuary got back to me and they were like, hey, if a sloth has trap gas, it's really sick and it's probably going to die. They don't fart. And I was like, well, how, where's all this methane coming from then? Uh, And they said, apparently what they do is they reabsorb all the gas from their gut and then they breathe it out. And that's because they have such slow digestion they only poo every th- once every three weeks. So if they did produce gas, it would just get all trapped and they'd get really bloated. So they have to reabsorb that. <laughs> That's so funny because most of the examples in the book, so like farts are related to to animals that do have longer digestion cycles. And so this is just a, a, a weird unicorn in some way. Yeah, I think I can't think of any other animal that has digestion that slow. There probably are some out there, but... But I can't think of any other mammal, definitely, that it takes them that long to digest their food, especially for such a small animal. So I think it sloth digestion is a real anomaly in terms of the, everything about it, really. Okay, what about fish? Do fish fart? Some do and some don't. You know, for, for goldfish, they're more likely to burp out their gas. Uh, if they are If they are farting, it's likely indicative of some type of illness possibly. Um, whereas other fish, uh, like, uh, Bolson pupfish, for example, they absolutely need to fart. And so for these guys, they, they live in small pools and in the summers as they're feeding on algae, it can build up a lot of gas and make them more buoyant. Um, so they usually bury themselves in the sand, 
uh, at the bottom of their small pools, but they fill up with gas, they'll be really bloated and pop up onto the surface and be pretty easy prey uh, for any predators. Or uh, they may actually burst uh, from from the gas. Uh, so so farting is pretty essential for for those fish. And last one, how about bats? Bats is definitely another mystery. I actually used to work on bats myself, and I never heard one fart. But you know, talking to other bat researchers, we're like, well, they're a, they're a mammal. You know, they're not that weird. But then also they fly, and they have a really quick digestive system, and like there's not been that many definitive studies saying kind of what gas producing bacteria they had in their gut. And we couldn't find anyone that was like, yeah, I've heard a bat fart. So again, I think it's one of those mysteries. Um, Maybe they don't, maybe the food goes through them too quickly, or maybe they do. But the thing about bats is like, you get some really big fruit eating bats and you also get tiny little insectivorous bats. So I think there needs to be you know, a study across all the different bat species, really, to be able to definitively say whether bats fart or not. I think you've come up with a new grant proposal, Danny. That sounds fascinating. Um, Do animals use farts for any other purpose than just expelling these gases? Is there any useful purpose? Yeah. um, So for some, uh, like the manatee, uh, it actually uses farts uh, kind of similar to the the pupfish, except they're more active, where they use it to control buoyancy. Their their diaphragm is actually behind their heart and runs along the length of their body. And so they're able to use that unique anatomy to kind of fart on demand. They can store pockets of gas within uh, within their intestines, making them more buoyant, and then expel that gas if they want to dive deeper into the water. Um, and some people have even observed some some manatees that are a bit constipated and they uh, their tails will kind of float higher than their head because they're a bit more buoyant on their back end. Wow, that's so weird. Um, are farts generally limited to to higher evolved species like like mammals um, or, or or do we see like insects and other smaller creatures um, fart as well? Yeah, so we we definitely in, a, a lot of insects do fart. Um, uh, there's plenty of examples of this: termites, cockroaches. But also, um, there's some kind of like they're sort of farts, but they're sort of not farts. Um, so what we would call wood lice in the UK, but I think you guys call pill bugs. They have like what would be the longest fart in the animal kingdom. So they produce a lot of ammonia gas. And it comes out not it comes out of their back end, but it also comes out from all over their body, and it can last for up to two hours. So um, it's kind of a fart, and is is a really long one. <laughs> two hours, uh, and and it's just like rancid. Then if it's it's coming out with an ammonia kind of yeah. uh, tinge to it. But luckily they're really small, so we wouldn't not- notice it too much. I don't think. I have to say, humans, I think, have a pretty weird association with their farts because there's certainly a wide diversity of types of farts that we have um, across our species and certainly feelings of, of shame and pride. Do we have any sense that animals have any sort of association of farts in the ways that humans do? Uh, maybe even some of the our primate friends. No, um, I think they're, especially the primates, they're, they're, they fart without shame. They're pretty happy to just fart whenever they need to. Um, you know, I think some, a lot of people have observed maybe their dogs 
farting and then kind of being a little weirded out or are scared by the noise. I think that's maybe one of the the few responses you get out of animals is they maybe didn't know where that sound came from. But other than that, they they don't seem to quite have the same emotional responses as we do. So I have two things that I really deeply enjoyed about this book. One is the illustrations um, from your contributor, Ethan Kosak. Can you talk about how that the the collaboration with an artist came about? So Ethan is, um, he has a webcomic and he's really active on Twitter. Um, he His webcomic is about a, an axolotl. Well, it's a bit more complicated than that. <laughs> but yeah, and he has another one about a mantis shrimp. He also loves zoology, although he's not a zoologist himself. And recently, he well, when the book was coming out, he'd been illustrating a lot of uh, avatars, uh, pictures for scientists to use on social media of them with their study animals. So we basically knew Ethan through Twitter. And when our publishers got in touch, we said to them, hey, can we suggest an illustrator? And luckily, they were super on board with this. So of course, we were like, yeah, we want Ethan to illustrate. And he just did such a fantastic job. It's the the illustrations have made this book. They're absolutely brilliant. Yeah, the sea cucumber one might give me uh, some nightmares, but outside of that, like there—that's <laughs> my they're, favorite one. <laughs> there's some really brilliant illustrations in there. The second thing that I really enjoyed about this book is partly the scientist reactions uh, to this book, especially those that have either contributed or or have studied animals that uh, that are mentioned in the book. And and if you go to that original. Uh, Google Doc, you can see some of those reactions. I, I think my favorite is is the the scientist who wrote uh, squirrel farts are the worst. Did anything come out of this that surprised you or or any favorites emerged? I think the most surprising is still the sloths. I, I, that still surprises me, even after a year. I think what surprised me most was the number of primate researchers that said they used farts to locate their study animals. That was quite impressive. <laughs> How did they use them to locate them? So if they were walking through the forest, for example, they said they'd listen out and they could hear the chimps. And also some baboon researchers said this, they could hear the animals farting, uh, even though they couldn't see them. And then they would like follow the sound of the farts to get to their study group. Oh, that is hilarious. Uh, the weird things that happen in the field. After like a year and a half, almost two years now of studying farts, is that is that enough farts or is there a sequel in the works? There's not a direct sequel uh, planned yet. Although I know uh, even after after the book came out in the, in the UK initially back in October, we had some people messaging us with, um, hey, have you you know heard about this animal or or what about this one? So we've had quite a a lot of interest in people sending us more farting animals. Um, so there could be more material, but but we don't have a direct sequel planned. However, we are uh, in the process of writing a second book called True or Poo, uh, which deals with animal misconceptions and myths, as well as some gross and weird and incredible animal facts. Oh, well, I can't wait for True or Poo to come out because I'm sure... There are so many misconceptions that I have about the animal world proved out by this wonderful book, Does It Fart? Uh, Danny and Nick, thank you so much for joining us on Inquiring Minds. Thanks so much for having thank us. Thank you. That's it for another edition of Up to Date. You can visit us at inquiring.show, support us at patreon.com slash inquiringminds, and send us stories you'd like us to cover at 
contact at inquiring.show. We'll be back on Monday with an interview with Jeremy Balenson on the science behind virtual reality. See you then. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.